Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Damn. Whoa, again. Whoa. I mean, this is just unprecedented. Loud ovation for the pointy one. That's awesome. Yeah, this is um <laughs> this is nice. The last show of the year. Um, we hope everybody had a great Christmas or whatever you celebrate. And uh this is the last show of 2021. And we're gonna hope to make it a good one for you. Hell yeah. It's gonna be Notice amazing. I said hope. I hope we make it a good one. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a great show. We have a lot to Go over the best of 2021. So strap it on. I mean, Ooh. strap in whatever you want to do. Strap um, it on. Slide it in. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Damn right it is. How are you feeling? I know, I know you. Uh, you didn't feel so hot earlier today. Oh man, I woke up this morning. Ellie had a nightmare, so she woke up super early this morning. Wanted me to come lay in her bed, and I got. I felt like I had a hangover. And I didn't drink at all last night. Um, I'll make this quiet. Something's going on with my neck and it's like radiating into my head. And every morning I'm waking up with like serious headaches. Um, I hope it's not a tumor, but it's probably about time I go to the doctor and get it looked at. It's It's been a while since it's been happening. But um, yeah, and then for a while there I was uh, feeling like crap. And then the last, I don't know, four hours or so, I've uh, I feel pretty good now. So, good yeah how about you you feeling all right i feel great you I'm look great awesome. thanks man i'm rocking my new pimp dope shirt yeah for the, for the show tonight yeah that, that explains the kids in the house you know mm-hmm. it's great <laughs> the looks i get at the gym rocking that it's a little weird they, they flagged my account so it's all good all good all right all right. We got to do the uh, particulars, huh? Yeah, let's let's get to the particulars. As you all know, if you haven't been here before, I don't know where you've been, but welcome. Who's been? Um, what's that? Where you've been? Where you've been? <laughs> Become a channel member. Click the join button. And we have oh, yeah? the executive producers to Johnny Bean TV. Here we go. We got Dave Ennis, Vinyl Freak 5150, Mike Neese, Music Therapy Lars, Majestic PB and J Kit, Wayno, Positive Flag, Sherman Callahan, Andy Carson, Michael B, Arhabs. Is that like Warlog? Like Warlog? I don't know. Jay, Where are you got? looking? The bottom. Oh, Warlag? I don't know. The Chad, Lenny Lou and Mary, James Gum, John Moronic, Steve Franklin. Michael Smith. The captain, everybody. is the captain. Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Jimmy Ray Hawkins, and Steve Carmichael. Sleeping kids in the house. Steve Carmichael! If I wasn't for you guys, there would be no Johnny Bean, no Jay, and no Boner Jams. If it wasn't for all those people listed, we would we'd start the show sooner. That, absolutely. Check us out on Bookface. Go there, click the button, send some messages. Uh, also join uh, Johnny's uh, Facebook group about John Van Halen. If you don't know John, Johnny loves Van Halen. If you're not aware of that, check it out. 
There is a huge group. Ma- massive. 62,000 people. Damn. Man. That's a great that's a great picture. Picture. Picker. Picture. Michael Anthony. Here we go. What hey, what what get up? If you had to go to the gym dressed in one of those get-ups right there, Brian, which one would it be? Johnny, can you go back to that picture if you're still at your computer? No, yeah, that one. <laughs> the um, other one. I probably have to go with the sick boy, Michael Anthony Share. Johnny, the, the other one. Never Which mind. one? The one with the with Van Halen, <laughs> the group one with all their outfits. Oh, oh. Uh Facebook. We're all over Facebook, you guys. There we go. Um, let's see. If I was rocking David Lee Ross, I don't even know what he's if it's a shirt or if it's like a onesie. So I don't know. If it's a onesie where it's like leggings as well, I probably would rock that. Johnny, do you know if that's if that's like a um what do they call them? Not a scuba diving. What is it? A uh, a wetsuit or a dry suit, whatever they are. <laughs> on on who? Roth. On Roth. Roth? I I think it's just uh uh what do you call it? The shirt. Le- leotard. Uh-huh. What, what what's the word? It's like a, it's it's just like a a bodysuit. Oh, so it, it is pants as well, right? I, it's probably the whole thing. Yeah. Hell yeah. He definitely didn't get that at the men's section. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 80s. Yeah. I, yes. I would rock that leotard with Michael Anthony's scarf. Scarf. Whilst doing bench. While, whilst wearing uh, Alex's headband and sunglasses. <laughs> and that miserable face. <laughs> and the weightlifting belt that looks like he's wearing too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's why I would go with men. <laughs> Anyway, everybody, <laughs> do we have any more particulars to go through? Like a big heavyweight fight? No, no. Hmm. Did you see? Uh, did you see last night's show? Did you check in? Did you tune in? I tuned in for a bit. I tuned in after the fireworks went off. Um, so I, I'm not really, uh, I guess, uh, up to date on exactly what happened. So I don't want to, you know assume that i know exactly what took place last night but i heard some fireworks went off some m80s were popping um so are you talking about around here what show were you talking about uh (laughs) you talking i'm I'm talking about yeah last night's um 80s 80s metal show with johnny oh yeah mancuda last night neanderthal Man, there's been some good TV here lately, Johnny. We've had people Thank snorting, you, snorting picks. <laughs> emergency room. We've had people just excommunicated mid-show. Man, don't mess around. <laughs> hey, man. It's been crazy around here. <laughs> man, there's just some, some fireworks happening. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, as far as last night, I... It wasn't me. Johnny, instantly. Johnny, instantly. I didn't do anything. It, it wasn't, <laughs> I didn't do anything. I, I'll use this picture. Yeah, it wasn't me. You know? No, we all love Dane. 
And uh, I think I understand what, 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 what he was saying, and uh, it's all good. I believe he, er, everything was ironed out. He'll be back here Tuesday is what I heard. Well, listen, from what I understand, which is very minimal, in, in the whole grand scheme of everything, life included, um, I understand his response. But I also understand that the reasons that you guys were talking about, about you know how to, like, hey, you have a lot of people watching. Why not, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I can understand how that can be, listen, you're trying to help somebody. You're trying to say, Hey, you know, we want to help you out too and make, you know, make money. But if that's not something he wants to do, then he needs to come right out in front and say, listen, you guys can kiss my ass. I'll do things my way. I appreciate your help. I appreciate you trying to, you know, whatever, but I'm, I'm doing it my way. And that's it. That would have been the end of it, you know, but Hey, yeah, we, we, we could talk about that. Uh, Maybe Friday night or something. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Let's talk about that shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's get get everybody. Where's John? Where's Paul? Where's Where's Dane? Let's get them all in here and ring this thing out, man. Let's get so apparently, from what I've been told, yeah. next week on Tuesday, there's going to be a fight between Mancuda and Zim. So everyone, we're going to start putting in bets starting on the New Year's Eve show. To see who's gonna win because I think Mancuda is gonna whoop some ass. Well, Mancuda's a big dude, man. I, I didn't realize how how uh how tall he was, but I think you know I think Mancuda he's he's a he's a gentle dude. I don't think he'd, he'd ever want to you know get into any anything like that, especially if it's not worth it. You know, which I think yeah. once everything's aired out and cooler heads prevail, everything is gonna be fine. You know, so yeah. Yeah, but speaking of, yeah, speaking of Friday, I guess we normally do our talk in Van Halen on Fridays. Uh, this Friday will be the New Year's Eve show. Yeah, so what are we doing? Are we doing it, our show and then going on later? Or are we just going on maybe a little earlier? Just go, I, I'm thinking just going on. Uh, uh, what, what, do we, what do we what do? We do? Uh, 1130 Eastern? 1130 and then basically... I mean, whoever shows up shows up. I mean, I'll I'll be here. I'll be here uh, eleven thirty Eastern until uh, uh, until forever t- until three thirty Eastern, right? Okay. Come on up. Yeah. Come so come on on. There you go, Kurt fifty one fifty. Come on on, man. <laughs> and everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome. Jump on. It's it's the, the uh, let me make sure I say, I says that's right. Annual. There we go. Uh, New Year's Eve show. So this Friday, Friday, the annual, the, the the annual New Year's Eve show. Yeah, yeah, and then Saturday night, you know, the next night. So it'll be, it'll be action-packed, and then guitar string change Sunday, action-packed weekend around here. Yeah. So there you go. All right, I got to split. I'll, I'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> bye. <Bye-bye>. See ya. <laughs> Real quick, um. I no. have to get to a question before we start tonight's festivities. Okay. Uh, John Bulware asks, Jay, how is the blue guitar is? Um, I still have the defective one. Uh, I don't know if you saw in the thread where Jeannie posted the picture, but um, FedEx destroyed the guitar. There's a crack in the uh, neck pocket underneath in the body. So Sweetwater is sending me one, um, a replacement. So I'll... I believe they're going to overnight it tomorrow, so I'll have it Friday. 
So I'll be able to show it off finally. So awesome. We'll see how that happens. I'm so excited to show off my guitar that I've been waiting 18 months to show off. I'll show it off. Let's wait on that. Let's do that in a little bit. Okay. And for um, Kurt 5150, this is my beer for the night. Well, initially, it's a leftover fall beer. I'm drinking out of season. Don't hate me. It's good. It's delicious. (laughs) All good. Yep. All good. All right. So do you want to tell everybody what we have in store for tonight? No, I think we're just going to make people wait. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, um, uh, tonight we are going to go over the top five albums of 2021 and the top 10 songs of 2021. And maybe talk a little bit about what's coming out next year and what we're excited for and, you know, things like that. It will be fun. And also when we start getting into our countdown, our list, we definitely want uh, everyone in the chat to chime in, throw some songs, throw some albums, mm-hmm. the best, best songs, best albums of 2021. So um, yeah, maybe yeah. there's something that flew under the radar that we don't even know about or, or weren't really paying attention because it is hard now. It's, it was a lot easier when we were younger, you know, because now so much stuff is coming out um, that by the time you listen to it, something else is already out. And it's sometimes things just come out you don't even know about them so yeah if there's anything you guys want us to check out yeah let us know it's definitely um 2021 has been a great year for music just Mm -hmm. because people didn't have much to do in 2020 and early 2021 so uh, a lot of people were writing working putting out stuff so uh, it's been a really good year for music so I'm excited to talk about it. Hence, that's why we're here, everyone. That's why we're here. Yep. Um, before we go a little further, um, I know a few people in the chat aren't feeling so hot, especially my mom. So, mom, hope you're feeling well today. She's got the itis. So, um, feel better. Send some uh, love to my mom, Marianne. And uh, yeah, there we go. Well, real quick. Also, I, I almost forgot to mention something. Since this is, is the metal show, yeah, um, I do want to. I want to make this quick because I don't want to go start off on a on a negative uh, or not a negative, but a, a sad note. But I'm going to say this anyway. Okay. Um, everybody knows of my long, um, I guess, I'll say relationship with Byzantine, but you know, um, we've, we've been kind of tied together with, uh, with Byzantine. Since like 2005, I think it was, when we first toured with those guys, we called it the no attendance tour because literally there was no attendance at, the, at these shows. <laughs> but um, we've been pretty close with those guys. Um, you know, I've done uh, their last three studio albums, and I'm actually in the middle of mixing their their new EP that's coming out in early next year. Um. Anyway, their old drummer, Matt Wolf, um, he passed away a few weeks ago. Um, so I just wanted to kind of uh, send my condolences, our condolences. Um, you know, he was a great guy, um, great drummer as well. I recorded him on two records and um, couldn't couldn't be a nicer guy. Um, he was one of the first ones when we met the band right before we played with those guys, the first show. Um, just comes right up to us and introduces himself and just super cool super down to earth guy so um again you know condolences and everything to uh 
him and his family and the band and everything. So Matt Wolf. All right, let's rock. There we go. Rock. Awesome. That's terrible. All right, let's go. Um, you want to start? You want to start with um, top five albums of 2021? Top five. I actually numbered mine as well. Holy crap. Look yep. at you doing your work. Mm -hmm. I had to do something because I didn't do the top 10 songs. I'm going to let you take that. All right. So my top five. Well, I'm going to give you my five. Then you go five. Then I go foot. Right. That's how we're doing it. Well, I thought we, we go like one for one. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who know anything about me, you know that I'm in some shitty band and <laughs> I have to put, I have to put it on the list. I just have to. So I'm going to put number five. I could have done number one, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> I would have done it anyway. But it, so, because here's the thing, I was trying to find five albums that I love this year. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't just want to put a band on that I really didn't listen to a lot or something like that. So I was like, you know what? F it. My band came out with a goddamn album this year. I'm putting us on there. I earned that, right? And plus, we're on a few uh, top albums of 21 as well. There's a few publications who have come out with their top, whether it be top 15 or top 20, top 50. We're on a few of those goddamn lists. So you know what? I'm not the only one. So Gizmachi, Omega Collide, number five on my top five list. That's awesome. Yeah, F it, right? It's a great album. F it. Even if you weren't in the band, it would probably be better. And no, I'm joking. It's it's amazing. No, it would. If it was <laughs> if I wasn't in the band, it would probably be uh it would probably be top five. <laughs> it's pretty cool to see that um you guys are on a few lists, you know, the end of the year list. That's that's saying something. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It is very cool. Well, you, I, I'm I know I probably shouldn't be saying this, but you have a lot to do with that, but that's for another day. Anyway. Yeah. All good. All right. So Gizmachi, Omega Clyde, if you guys are in the chat and you have not listened to it, I don't know what you're doing, but once the show's over, then go check it out. Yeah. Great. It's great. All right. So number five for me, one of, I'm a big fan of Chevelle, always been, but this album might be, might be their best. It's called no. Narachias. I have no idea what that means. I don't even think the band knows what that means. It's awesome. It is really good. They really stepped up their game. Um, Joe Barisi produced it. He's actually working with Slipknot now on their new album, which comes out. The guy out. is an amazing engineer. Yeah? Amazing, yeah. Have you met him before? Or? No, no, but I've uh, obviously the work he's done. And then I, I, I do watch some of his mix um, videos. You know, like he does like mixed tip videos on how to like get great low end or bass guitar sounds or do weird things. And I've, I've watched his videos and I'm like, this guy is, pff, he's awesome. Yeah. So he, he's been working, I think this is the third straight um, Chevelle album that he's done. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. It's really good. Um, I know the, the bass player left because the Chevelle, the singer and the drummer are brothers. And the bassist is their brother-in-law, but he's gone. <laughs> so I'm not sure who the new bassist is, but... Um, Does it matter? Does it really matter who the bass player of Chevelle is, right? Um, not Chevelle, but depending on the band, right? It, it would matter and if they're a big songwriter, but oh, yeah, clearly of course, yeah. <clears throat> he wasn't. So it doesn't really matter for Chevelle. Yeah. 
Um, but it is such a good album. Um, I, check it out. The uh, the singer, his vocals are amazing. It's it's so good. So number five is Narachias by Chevelle. All right. Did you listen to that at all? No. Awesome. I don't right, <laughs> So I know this. There's two of them on the list that I know are going to be doubles. Um, this next one, Gojira, Fortitude. Mm-hmm. Again, I've 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 mentioned this a few times. Um, they're one of those bands that they have their sound. As soon as you listen to them, you know it's them. Um, now I have said again that I they're you know listening to the new album, there are a few parts like hell yeah, but I don't think they really took. Um, how do I say this? I've said it before. There, there wasn't, there's not really much of a risk on this album. You know, they kind of stayed, you know, played it safe with, you know. Anyway, I'm not going to ramble about it. I want to talk about the positives. <laughs> okay. Badass. It's heavy. It sounds like them. It's what you mm-hmm. want out of a Gojira record. Right. If you're a fan of the band. So there you go. Number four on my list. Any Could have uh, been, like, been higher. Could have been higher. Any highlights off of that album? Like any song in particular that really just gives you the feels? Well, well obviously the first the first track. I don't even know the name of it. Um, and then was it the last song? Usually, I like albums where the first and last songs are like the welcome and hey, we're leaving. We'll see you later. We're gonna kick your ass before we go. Right. You know. Uh, so I think that's. I haven't listened to it in a few months, so I have to go back and listen but i think it was the first and last song there was one in the middle that really perked my um johnson up as well <laughs> but um yeah yeah the first song was born for one thing last song is grind that song was awesome i think that's the one that was the other one yeah. like it starts it's like real heavy and it's got the pick slide the gojira mm-hmm. slide like it's like real heavy the drums are yeah it's good really good cool all right so jay hannon's number four album Fortitude by Gojira. So I have that on my list, but it's not number four. So my <laughs> number four is In the Court of the Dragon by Trivium. Um, if you guys like Trivium, if you like the older stuff, like from Ascendancy, Shogun, stuff like that, this album will be, this would be for you. It's, it's really good. It's To me, it's a lot different than the last few albums that they've done. And it goes a little more older like an older school, old school, older school feel. And uh, it, it's really thrashy. Cool. Yeah, it's thrashy. Uh, vocals are great. A lot of screaming. It's heavy. It's real heavy. Um, it's good. I, I think Trivium is one of those bands that are just getting better with age. Like they're a little more mature. I think a little more focused. And as uh, Josh Wilbur said, they're probably the hardest working band out there. So in its shows, they're, they're really good. Have you checked out that album at all? No. Okay. I have not. Did um because obviously you toured with them back during the ascendancy days. What did you think of that album? Like before you met them, before you shared a bus, anything like that? Did you listen to them prior to? So when you met them, you knew who they were. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy always was a fan, even before I even knew about anything. He was like, "Hey, you got to check this band out." You know, they're young kids, and they're. <clears throat> 
playing like thrash metal. And this might be stupid to say, but I was like, I don't know. It's like, it was weird to see a young band play that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I get it now. Very cool. But back then I was kind of like, I don't know, just kind of felt weird about it. Like these young kids playing thrash. It's awesome. You know? Um, but I mean, I know they're super talented guys, uh, way better than I could ever be a guitar. Um, so, you know, Corey's an awesome dude. I know we had, um, Josh on, have you talked to Josh at all since? Text here and there. He sent me pictures or picture of his son putting together a, um, which we'll call it the star Wars huge Lego, the, uh, at at the big snow walker thing oh the at at yeah yep that's awesome that his son was doing it for two days wouldn't let him help him either josh was like i don't buy stuff like this for you so, so that i can't play with it that's <laughs> like i'm buying this stuff because i want to play with it. absolutely <laughs> so speaking of that like with legos i want to get the voltron you see that there's like a 500 piece 600 piece voltron set Jesus. Hell yeah. I want to get that. Voltron was so cool. Hell yeah. But that was one of those uh, cartoons that, like, it was always just the payoff. You had, like, I, I never thought Voltron was great until they formed, until they formed Voltron. And then it was like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? But see, the, the great thing about when you compare like Voltron to the Transformers, for instance, like when Devastator, you know, with the, when the Constructicons or the um, Stunticons, whatever, when they'd form and make like Menasaur or Devastator, like it still had personality. When Voltron formed, it was nothing. It was just big ass robot, you know, mm. didn't talk, didn't say anything, had the straight ass face, which was cool as hell. Like the look on Voltron's <laughs> face. It was cool as hell. And obviously the sword was badass. But I don't know. That's I think that's why I really love Transformers more than anything ever. Mm-hmm. Um, was just, you know, all the personalities of all the road. Now I'm getting crazy. I'm talking about toys. Transformers is the coolest. We had the best toys ever. Transformers trumps every toy ever made, in my opinion. It's so cool. Yeah. I, I remember um Thundercats as well. So like Thundercats. I was never a Thundercats fan. No, like Munro was the shit. Hell yeah. yeah I, I don't like Thundercats too much. No, but like all the like main, you know, the bad guys, the protagonists, they're they're cool as hell. Yeah. G.I. Like, Joe, Transformers. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, what was the the bad guy in uh Voltron? Like that like cat looking oh, dude. Shit, you know what I'm talking about? Forget. Hell yeah, Soundwave. Edwin Crane brings up Soundwave. That that might be the cool, especially the voice. Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That, you and I have talked about it before. I love Soundwave. That was my first Transformer because uh, Optimus Prime was sold out. And they had they had Megatron. Or um, I'm sorry, they had Soundwave. Megatron was sold out. Starscream, I never saw Starscream in the stores. Hell yeah, that was mine. I love Starscream. Yeah, I, he was never in the stores. I, I never had Starscream. I had Thundercracker, and uh, who was the other one? 
Sounds like a sex move. Thunder. The blue and the black uh, Jets. I had I had them. Benny and the Jets. Yeah, Vinny and the Jets. If you're a New York Jets fan. Mm-hmm. All right. What else we got? Whose turn is it now? I don't know. Mumro was the man. Anyway, you you had trivium for number four, right? Yeah, trivium. What do you got? So it's my turn. Yeah, my turn for number three. I'm gonna throw everybody for a loop here. I know this is the metal show, but I'm gonna throw a hard rock band in the mix. Metallica. We're talking crazy licks (laughs) with Street Lethal. Now, if anybody is a fan of old school '80s hard rock. Um, and you haven't checked out Crazy Licks yet, you gotta. They're one of those bands that that it's just, you know, they're not. I know people like to put them in that category of like a um, a Steel Panther or something, which I don't get. You know, I understand the music and the time and stuff, but Steel Panther is more of a. I almost I almost consider it like, you know, I don't want to say making fun of '80s glam and '80s hard rock, but it almost is. It's like a parody. You know, where they this, you listen yeah. to Crazy Licks mm-hmm. and you're like, damn, man, if this came out in 87 or 86, this shit would have been top of the top of the charts, you know, mm-hmm. and it's legit. Like you hear it and you're like, yeah, it's, it's got more modern production than they did back then. But the songs and the, and, uh, the singer, Danny Rex and his voice is just it's it's awesome. So any hard rockers out there that love the 80s stuff, um, Definitely check out Crazy Licks and the new album Street Lethal. It's got some, it's got some bangers on it. It's got some bangers. Yeah, you were pretty pumped for that. So, did it disappoint, or you're real happy with it? Um, I would say out of the, there's a few songs on there where I I skip, I do, you know, but I'd say like six songs out of the I think ten ten songs on the album, there uh, five of them are like, hell yeah, <laughs> you know. So, Crazy Licks, L-I-X-X, Pat Foster. Not lips. Crazy Licks. <laughs> you would like it, um, Aunt Patsy. But you're, you're right. Steel Panther does make fun of, like, the glam and all that stuff. And I saw Steel Panther, and they did a cover of Crazy Train. Mm-hmm. And the singer was walking around like Ozzy. Like all hunched over, decrepit, <laughs> barely moving. That's pretty funny. Like he, he moved like Mumra, actually. This like all <laughs> like stiff. And when he sang, he sang like that. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I understand having fun with it, but like I, I tried to get into um Steel Panther. And obviously the musicianship and all that stuff in that band, especially with Satchel. Like he's he's a ridiculous guitar player. Mm-hmm. But like I don't listen to that stuff to like listen to weird owl lyrics and, and about sex and all that stuff like over the top yeah you know obviously a lot of that stuff back in the day had that those innuendos in it but i don't know i i kind of take it a little more seriously when i hear that stuff you know agreed no they're real blatant about <laughs> their stuff yeah but they're yeah. really cool I, I told you i'm hung out with them and super nice guy satchel is the man he's a real yeah. cool guy Super humble. <laughs> when Botox goes wrong, crazy lips. <laughs> it's like the porn star thing nowadays. Like they're all getting those big ass. Like what is? What are they doing that for? Does anybody can, find that attractive? Can you uh, reference a few videos so we can tune in to see that? What are you talking about? B r a z z e r s dot c o m. Yep, sounds good. Everyone, check that out. Yep. 
Crazy right. Licks. And they have some awesome um, – there's other albums as well. And if anybody knows about the uh, Friday the 13th game that came out, I believe, in 2017. That game's awesome. Yeah. They did um, – they did, I think, three songs, or they definitely did one song for the set for the move for the game, Jesus. And then they used a couple of the other songs on the album in the game as well. So the song X Triple I, which is track two off of uh Rough Justice. Um, that song is obviously for the game, and it's an awesome song. Mm-hmm. So all right, what's your number three? What do you got? Number three and the countdown. Of 2021. Okay, uh, number three for me is Gojira. Fortitude. If you have watched any prior Metal Wednesday episodes, some shows, you will know that I love Gojira. They're amazing. Uh, Listen to them probably for the last, I don't know, 15 years, 15, 16, something like that, like mid 2000s. They're awesome. I love them. I was so excited for this album to come out. In 2020, they came out with a single, just a little little appetizer, mm-hmm. and uh, it was really good. Another World. And that's the third track off this album, and it's it's really good. Um, it's, not, it's not as good to me as some of the earlier stuff, but it's, it's you know, it's, it's a great album. It really is. And the thing I'm really pumped for with Gojira is they've talked about their next album, what they're going to do. They've already discussed it. And they're like, oh, we're going to be real heavy. We're going to do some more death metal influence stuff. So hell yeah. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm new album. Gojira is great. I love them very much. And uh, I wasn't disappointed. So number three, Fortitude Gojira. Yeah, because we found out right before the show that August 2020 was our first show mm-hmm. for the Metal Wednesday. And I don't think a show went by without you at least mentioning Gojira, Gojira at least once. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. All right. What do you got for number two, my man? Well, number two, this was an easy choice. Um, it's Mastodon, Hushed and Grim. Again. I think they are the metal band nowadays that um, like they're in a category on, on the, by themselves. Like they have their own category. Right. Again, another band that sounds like them. No other band sounds like them. As soon as you hear them, you know, it's them. Um, So original. And again, another, another one of those bands, like you mentioned Trivium, you feel like they're getting better as their career goes on. I think Mastodon is the same thing. Um, they're a metal, I guess they're a, uh, in the metal category, but they don't have to write metal songs. They can they can have all this different stuff happen, and you're not mad about it. You know, like if I bought the new Gojira record and there wasn't a lot of like banging stuff on it, I'd be pissed. But you put on Mastodon, it doesn't have to be all, you know, it doesn't have to be all in your face and just grinding and, and going. Right. Um, and that's what I love about about Mastodon. Um, like I said, and, and the different layers and textures of, uh, you know, different singers. Um, it, it's just it's awesome stuff. You really you really can't go wrong with uh, with Mastodon. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. 
Yep. That is also my number two album of the year. The Deuce Deuce. The Double Deuce. The Double Deuce. The, uh, yeah, Hush and Grim. Mastodon, I think, is one of those bands. Like I've never met a person's like, yeah, I don't like Metallica. They suck. I have not met one person Johnny, ever. Johnny, Johnny Bean doesn't like Metallica. Nah, but he's not, a, he's not a metalhead, though. Right. So you're, you're talking about metal fans, right? Metal fans are just people in general. Like, I just I haven't met anyone like, yeah, fuck Metallica. I've never heard that. Even my dad like can tolerate Metallica. He's like, yeah, they they you know obviously, you know he's not going to put on a uh, you know battery or some or disposable right. heroes. Right. But you know when you're talking about like the Black Album, I can have that on, and he's like, these are these are good songs, you know. Yeah, and no one's gonna have a problem with the black album. So when I'm referencing Metallica, is I have not met one person who's listened to Mastodon and is just like, yeah, they're not that good. I have never heard anyone say that. Mastodon is, to me, they're like the top level of musicianship currently. They're really good. They're just the uh, the two guitarists, Brent and uh, Bill so good they work really well with each other braun is i have a bromance with braun like he doesn't know it yet but i love him so much i just i think he's one of the best drummers out there right now and troy great bassist awesome singer and they have three singers they have three people that sing yep. what other band has that that has that diversity and and you said it too when we've we talked about this album that they're not as heavy as they used to be you and know, i'm fine with, with that like Leviathan, Blood Mountain, but they still put out some heavy shit, but they're just evolving. They're so good. And this album is really good. And uh, I'm really happy with how it came out. It's just, it's sick. I, I can't stop listening to it. Yeah, definitely a good one. Yeah. Um, DVD, for, uh, I, I always have, I always don't know how to say your name. He said, I, li- I liked Metallica until Lars cried before Congress. You know, <laughs> I, I felt the same. Well, I didn't feel the same. I was pissed as well back then. Yeah. Um, because at the time, you know, my band was trying to get noticed and get, you know, all the, get our music out there. And at the time, I'm thinking, Metallica, that's what you used to do. You were tape trading. You, you, you know, burn. We, we used to burn CDs, right? Of our demos, go to local shows, hand them out. Just we print off like a hundred CDs and hand them out to online at, at local shows and stuff like that. And Metallica used to do the same thing. They used to make tapes, cassettes, hand them off, and then hope that those people would make copies and hand them off and hand them off. So I understand, but Lars, he saw the writing on the wall. And when you look back now, you're like, holy shit, Lars was right. He was right. He knew what was going to, well, he, I don't, I wouldn't say he knew what was going to happen. He just knew that this something's not right here. Like this is going to go South. And it did. The record yeah. industry has never been the same um, since then. You know, it's just so easy to like share music. And well, there, crazy really isn't, there is no solution, you know, no, there isn't. There really, remember- the only solution is streaming. And, you know, for the most part, bands don't make much off of streaming. No. Very little. 
you have to really be one in one of those one a level um bands or groups to see a significant amount of money from from streaming album sales are virtually <laughs> now yep um and it's just what is going to happen that's why it's very difficult for those middle level bands to tour to make making music uh and it like what am i gonna say um like make it their livelihood it's very difficult to do that um whereas back in the day you know if you were a mid-level band you still would sell some cds and you go out on on tour and you'd sell merch but even even ever since you know the past decade or so even like live shows aren't as big as they used to be you know it used to be an event going to a concert even local shows you know we used to have people coming to the chance packing it in to come see our stupid asses <laughs> back in like the early 2000s you know okay and you know a lot of the clubs are either closing um it's just it's a whole different different thing and uh the music industry in my opinion it's it's not really made for like bands to survive anymore you know, it's it's hard. It really is. You know, yeah. so I could go on all day about this. Maybe we can, you know, put together something and maybe on the next metal show or something like that, we can talk about this type of stuff. Maybe we can get, you know, somebody from another band that is having the same type of like, you know, has the same type of opinions on on stuff and get their take about what it actually takes to do that. Sure. Um, well, because I know that a lot of bands over the past few years that have signed record contracts, they're actually having to sign away a, a percentage of their merch as well. Whereas when we went on tour, we paid for our merch out of our own pocket, and that was our money. When we sold merch, that was ours. The record label didn't see a dime of that. Um, sure. You know, they would give us tour support, and the tour support would have to be paid back. But now a lot of that isn't even, you know, bands aren't getting, you know, we were not even a mid-level band. And I'm just going to throw it out there. I remember when we first started touring off the abuing in 05, we got $20,000 tour support. And God damn it, it went fast, especially when we had to go to Europe, almost blew the whole goddamn thing. And not because we were partying. It's just the shit is expensive. So now if bands aren't getting tour support, a band can't afford to go on tour if you're not killing it, you know? Sure. So it's not, it's, it's, it sucks. It really does. Well, I, I think we can reference, let's say Gizmachi earlier in the year when the album released, you guys were all over liquid metal. You were being played pretty frequently. And then every quarter a check would come in that would need to be split four ways. Yeah. And it is kind of humbling. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I totally understand what you're saying. And humbling. Another word I like for humbling is taking the wind out of your sails. Too. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you, when you put your heart and soul and anybody that's written music in here or done anything where, you know, you put aside um, your life and the people that you care about to do something, to put your time and effort and heart into whether it's music, whether it's it's anything, running a business, anything that's like that. And when you feel like you 
put out something or are doing something that really is is great and you're proud of. And then, you know, I know things take time sometimes and develop to develop and and, and to really um, see the results. But sometimes, man, when you get, like you just said, you know, and all of a sudden you, you're like, this isn't really, I thought it was going to be a little, a little more, you know, a little better, not, I don't say better, but it's just, it's a weird thing. It really is. You know? yeah. So. Agreed. Yep. All right. So. You ready for the the number one? Wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah. Am I going first or you're going first? <laughs> I'll go. <clears throat> now I should have uh, gone over the rules, but uh, rules. I mentioned this band a few minutes ago, and they came out with the 30th anniversary of uh, of, <laughs> of their, of their <laughs> Metallica, Metallica, the Black yeah. Album <laughs> reissue, remastered. Um, this had to be on my list. Uh, obviously, for those of you who know, like. The Black Album is my third favorite Metallica album. Um, Justice, Master of Puppets, then the Black Album. But as mm. far as production, mm. I mean, I do like how Justice sounds to me because yeah. it just has that something about it where it's just, wow, you know, instantly. And the same as the Black Album. The Black Album has, it's a modern, um, what would it be called? Like almost like the eighth wonder of the world as far as music production, you know, yeah. and maybe I have to put ninth wonder because Andre the giant was the eighth wonder. Um, but I mean, the black album is just, you know, I know it's not, everybody considers like it's the end of Metallica and stuff like that, but Hey, you can, that album took that band and heavy metal to a whole nother audience. And then soon after grunge killed everything. That's another topic for another show. But I don't know, man. Um, I put the Black Album on, and that thing just just crushes. It just blows out. You know, they said it in the in the DVD video. The DVD. It just blows out the speakers, man. It just, there's something about it, you know. Um, yes, Bob Rock. Maybe if they had met Bob Metal. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? I, Brian. I know that you were in the chat when when me and Mike Balls were were talking about the Black Album, and you know everybody blames Bob Rock for well not everybody but some people say what if they had somebody else a metal producer produce that album? I don't know. Go back and listen to those demos for the Black Album. Yeah, they needed a lot of help, and I feel like if it wasn't for Bob Rock, those songs weren't thrash anymore. You know, even Justice, it has thrash elements, but it's still heavy as shit. Yeah. Those songs were fine on the demos. The, and they virtually recorded, and Justice for All, music-wise, how those things were recorded demo. You know, obviously they re-recorded everything and they, you know, put some changed little things. But those songs are pretty much recorded as they were written on the demos. The Black Album, no. The Black Album, you listen to those demos and you're like, whoa. I feel like if Bob Rock wasn't the producer, if they would have just been left to their own devices, because Fleming Rasmus, and he even admits it, he really didn't produce Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, Justice for All. That was Lars and 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 uh and James. 
And, uh, and obviously, you know, I think Cliff had a lot to do with, with Ride the Lightning and Master. But the Black Album, I don't think would have been great, even good, if it wasn't for uh, for Bob Rock, you know? So that's just, that's my opinion about things. Again, if you disagree with me, that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with disagreement. But listen to those demos for those songs. They're not that good, you know? I feel like Bob Rock helped especially with the tempos, you know, listen to the sad, but true, for instance, sad, but true. You listen to the demo of that. You're like, what the hell is this? This, this song sucks. <laughs> but Bob rock slowed that down, made it sludgy. And, and you know, it, it's just, yeah. Didn't he make him down on um, tune down for that song as well? Cause everything. Think, they were yeah. Doing with me. Yeah. Yep. Kurt yep. 5150. Is that true? You're here. I know you're, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Um, Metallica 30th anniversary is your number one album of the year. It I'm is kind of cheating. I'm really disappointed in you. Everyone in the I'm... chat, tell them, tell Jay how disappointed you are. <laughs> Dude, it's his... the biggest, it's the biggest metal album ever, and it's one of the biggest albums ever. Like it's what is it? It's it's like top was it top five or something, or top seven like albums yeah. like sold ever? Yep. It's 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 outstanding. It is. It's heavy metal. <laughs> yes, G, uh, Jesus repays me. Says repays me. Says Lars was fighting Bob Rock the whole time. Took him some time to realize he was helping the band. Bob Rock, uh, he talks about that. He said it. He, I think he said something about it. Might have taken like what did he say? Six months or three months to kind of for the band to kind of open up and feel comfortable where he felt he thought that the band was comfortable around him and like would be open to, um, you know, criticism, you know, because he's not one of those guys that goes in there. He's not a yes man producer. You know, he's in there to tell you like, Hey, this isn't good enough. And I think that's what a lot of bands need is somebody, especially a band that's, that's, you know, had their apex and had their moment, you know, when now making music isn't number one for those guys anymore. I think they need somebody to get in there and say, "Hey, these songs are—they're okay, right. you know—but you need to really let's let's hone in on these things and make them great." So, the Black Album for me is uh, my album of the year <laughs> for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty years later, number one again. Yep. All right. For me. <laughs> Okay, um, my number one album of the year is Omega Collide. Stop! It is. And I'll tell you reasons why. First of all, you'll never pat yourself on the back, but your guitar work in this album is sick. So everyone, please make sure you check it out. And at some point, for me, if I ever made you laugh, if you agree with anything I've ever said, please send Jay a message and just let him know how awesome his guitar work was on this album. His solos are great. Also, my favorite solo of all time by Jay is off of the, um, not Winter, but the second track. The end of the song. What's that? Is it Broken Ends you're talking about? No. Oh, um, Paradox. Yeah. It's the end of Paradox. Can you want, you want to play that solo real fast for us? What solo is it? The one at the end that goes, it's, super fast and real hard (laughs) yeah well 
I don't I have, know if you I have, have the quick, I have quick trivia about that. I recorded that solo back in 2000, either six or seven, when we were writing the song, right? When I was writing the solos for a lot of that stuff, I recorded that solo. And I tried, and it was with my old Pod XT, you know, the mm -hmm. red kidney thing, right? And when it came time for me to record all the solos, I tried for two or three days to get that solo to sound as good as the original way I played it. It just, it just wasn't happening. So I was after, after a while, I was just like, F it. It's good the way I played it. Right. Why am I killing myself to relearn this thing and, and to try to play it as good as I played it, you know, 13 or 14 years ago, I was like, screw it. I'll just leave the, uh, the other one on. So that solo that you're talking about, Mm. That's always recorded either in oh probably I think oh seven, maybe oh okay. six, whatever it was. That solo is the shit. I love it. It's I can't play that. <laughs> it's harmonized too. That's that's the tricky part. That um, the booted. Wait, hold on. Do I? You talking about the? I don't even know if I know the notes anymore. The what? Whatever the string skipping. Uh, it's a Petrucci-esque lick, and it's not easy. I, I can't even remember how to freaking play it. I don't know. I'm not going to embarrass myself. <laughs> I'll, try, well, every... I'll try to learn I'll try to learn uh, one part of it for next month, if I can remember. <laughs> sure. And, and um, when we get to top songs of the year, there will be some Gizmachi in there as well. So I'll just keep it brief on this. But the album, and I'm not saying this because you're my friend and you're my family and things like that. It's, it's really good. It's like, cause you know, I would tell you if it sucked, if I wasn't I happy with it or, uh, you know, or I would talk to Jimmy about it. It's really good. And it's definitely a great next step off of, um, the imbuing. And I don't know, I'm really happy with how it came out and I know you are too. So mm -hmm. it's, that's my album of the year. Just also to like I, being a part of it, over the last, let's say, 10 years talking with you about it. And you're like, all right, I'm working on the solo. What do you think of this? And you would send me clips. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Or I'd be like, hey, Jay, Jay, why don't you use that? You're like, no, go fuck yourself. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but just being involved from, um, you know, it, it was just cool to see it progress. And then all the challenges that you guys had and to finally have it come out was, that was awesome. So And, and you're on the record. Album. And you're on, you're on the record. Two songs, right? Yeah, that, that's why we're gonna get into the song part. No, we'll talk about <laughs> that a little more. <laughs> so yeah, number one album of the year, Omega Clyde, by the one and only Gizmachi. So, thank you. Yes, that's very, so, that's very um, nice of you. Yeah. All right, so that that twenty dollars uh, I spent came in real handy. Uh, what 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 would have been your number one if you uh if I didn't pay you off for this? So if there was no Omega Clyde this year, I'd probably have to say it would have been between Mastodon and Gojira. But I think Mastodon's album is just such at such another level yeah. that it has to be Mastodon. Mm -hmm. And it's not taking anything away from Gojira at all. <laughs> it's yep. just it's just that Mastodon album is that good. So yep. Yeah. So and then um I know before we go into the songs and stuff, I want to, you know, I'm going to show my guitar that I've been excited yes. to everyone for the last 18 months. But before I do that, 
Jay, you want to do a roll call? See who's here. Oh man! I, whoa! How soon we forget? <laughs> All right, let's see. If anybody wants me to read their name, say hi real quick in the chat. Or, yeah, whatever. Type something in the chat, even if you just write something. Because we don't have many people commenting. We have fifty-five watching right now, which is pretty good. I'm not gonna. That that's. I'm I'm happy with that right now. Oh, what happened? So we got Boner Jams, Wayno, we got Randy Price, says the F word, Mark Graves. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> all right, hold on. We, we do the um, participants part. We got All Dave, All Night, Boner Jams, Browns fan, Edwin Crane, uh, my beautiful wife, Jeannie Says, Johnny Bean, Kurt5150, uh, thanks for the bruise, uh, Leo Safko. Mark Graves, Mega Todd 707, uh, Randy Price, Symmetry, Space Farce is here, Steve Thompson, Wayno, Hey Now, uh, Nightbot, uh, Leo Safko, and is there anybody else? Anybody else? My man, Steve Thompson. Steve Thompson. And anybody else in the chat that we're missing? We got Lawrence Christensen. Hello there. Hey Now. Hey Now. Hey Now. And everybody else, you just so missed real, our top five albums of the year. So we're, we'll, we'll, quick with, we'll do uh, a recap after after Brian shows his guitar off. We'll just run down. We don't. We're not going to talk about them. We'll just give the list real quick. Yeah. And talk is here as well. And, and uh, Brian Long, what's up, hosers? Take off, eh? <laughs> All right. Let's see what you got now, Brian. This guitar was ordered when? Um. This guitar was ordered, I think it was June of 2020, right? June of 2020. Okay. So due to the pandemic, yeah. yeah, we um, basically had to wait until May of 2021 to actually receive it. Which but, is fine. Uh, hey. Yeah. Like it is what it is, right? It is what it is, right? Yep. So I get it. Real excited, pumped about it. How it looks feels great because this is my second jazz master. And if you guys don't know, Jim Root is my favorite guitarist ever. Besides Jay Hannon. Besides Jay Hannon and Dieback Daryl and a few others. But anyway, um, I love Jim Root and his jazz master is amazing. Like, well, I, you got the black one when? when? You got the black one a few years ago, right? Yeah, I think it was 2017 I got the black one. Yep. And the black one is my favorite guitar, hands down. It's just, it's perfect. It sounds great. And so I was really excited when Jim Rue came out with this one. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get this as well. So I got this in May. And when I first plugged it in, I played it for like two minutes and I sent Jay a video. I'm like, hey, Jay, I think there's something wrong. <laughs> is, this, is this normal? <laughs> so when I'm playing it, it would... It would squeal, and I wasn't doing it. It would just make a weird <laughs> time back Daryl on your guitar like the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> it was terrible, and I was like, "Oh, there must be something wrong." You know, I, I don't know what, what can I do. And I, I think you showed it on the Friday night show, and Johnny said something like about the pickup it has to be repotted, or there was some some issue. And I was like, "Repotted, like planting it." Anyway. Brought a guitar center. I called them. Uh, they work with Fender. They're like, yeah, bring it in. 
brought to them and they're like, yeah, you need a new pickup. I'm like, all right, this is Memorial Day weekend, mind you. And then for the last five months, I would follow up. I'm like, hey, any, anything going on? Are they going to send a new pickup, you know, EMG? And they're like, yeah, we're still waiting. We haven't heard anything from Fender. I'm like, do you need me just to go and buy it from EMG and I'll send it to you? And they're like, no. <laughs> okay. Um, bring the story to like well, early. There's probably a reason for that. If, if, if you were to, and I don't want to cut you off, but if you were to bring your own pickup or buy one from them and they, and they put it in, I believe their warranty is null and void. Okay. Well, that would make if sense. If it came down to it, if, if you want to get down to brass tacks. So anyway. And then, um, fast forward to like mid November, I get a call from guitar center and they're like breaking news. I was like, what's going on? They're like, Fender is sending you a brand new guitar. I'm like, they can't just send a new pickup. So they're going to send me a brand new guitar. And here it is. So it came in. Um, they set it up for me. Feels great. And um, I love it. It's, it's awesome. And the one thing that I found interesting, if we, we can focus on the pickups here, right? So this guitar does not sound like the black Jazzmaster I have. It does and it doesn't. Like it feels the same. The weight's the same. The neck is very similar. Feels great. I love it. And it sounds good. Well, you're, you're playing it through a crate, so I, I don't know what sound, what, what you're talking about. What's that? So you're playing it through a crate. So, so well, actually, I was going to say about Steve Thompson, my friend Steve Thompson in the chat, that was his crate that I bought off him when I think we were 18 or 19 years old. Because oh, he asked where you got it from, and I said from the garbage. <laughs> oh, you said it to Steve? Steve? Wait, Steve, I had this. See that head, right? The head that you're talking about, the one that you owned and gave to Brian? I had that same exact head. So I, I'm, who am I talking crap about, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, Steve, uh, I think, I don't know. I think he either needed money for the strip club that night or I forgot what the reason was. I don't remember, Steve, but I bought it and I've had it ever since. But soon I'll have something different, which I'm really excited for. Yeah, I'll find out tomorrow about that because it was supposed to be the ETA I got was before Christmas. So, should we tell we should tell everyone about that, or should we just wait and just that, that's up that's up to you. You're getting it. It's up to you. You tell them about it. You tell them. I'm just so excited. I don't even want to talk about it. All yeah. right. Well, Brian has ordered a um, the Neural DSP. Uh, that was it called again? <laughs> quad Cortex. Quad, the Quad Cortex. As well as a powered cabinet. So, Brian is going to, back in that corner, I'm assuming, right? You'll have a powered guitar cabinet and the, uh, whatchamacallit, the quad cortex. Yeah. So, Steve, if you need your crate back, I've held on to it for the last 20 years. I have no problem giving it back to you, by man. So There you go. There we go. All it comes back full circle. Mm-hmm. But um, real quick, I want to play through, I know, through the crate, but I want to play the, the low end, and I'm going to get my other one, and so you can, I don't know if you'll be able to hear the difference. But, Maybe. Um, Probably not, but you can try. Yeah. Um, uh, so. Just give some chug, man. Just give some chug, 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 chug. 
So it's it sounds it sounds good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me get the black one. This is my baby right here. It's hard, it's hard to tell the difference over here, man. Really? Yeah. Um, I can like the growl is just it's more in the well the pickups are what'd you say they're closed pickups compared to the open. Well, no, no. Open? Well, they're they're different pickups. Um, those are the EMG, whatever. Um, but in his new in the white one, has his signature pickups. Right. So. But yeah, this this is this is my baby. I love it. Okay, that's it. That's all. That's that's done. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna put this back. Um, Steve Carmichael says, uh, "Got my kernels order today. Mentioned Johnny and Jay in the order notes, but didn't get any extras. I'm fat and don't need extras, but you might want to check to see if they're still doing that." Um. What might have happened, and I can check, Steve. I don't mind doing that. He's he's a, a, a good buddy of mine. Um, I know they had a lot of holiday help because um, they had like the busiest online year ever, especially at Christmas time. So I know they were nights where they had, um, you know, people in there over like during the nighttime, filling orders and stuff like that. So. I'm guessing, and I can find out, and I, I'll probably I can probably have them send you some some extras if you need, if that's fine. But I'm guessing that's probably what happened. There were so many orders, um, and somebody, you know, one of the kids or something they had in there filling the orders, probably didn't know, or didn't see it, or something like that. So that can probably be the reason. Um, so yeah, so I know they had like college kids or high school kids, probably college kids helping out. So that could probably be the reason, but I can mention it and um, see what can be done. So there you go. Cool. Yep. You got I'm that not... kernel still, or did you did you guys destroy it already? Dude, that stuff is crack. <laughs> Dude, all by myself, crushed it. <laughs> yeah, you, you got me the uh, the cashews. You know, I'm trying to watch my girls figure. I'm really working out a lot, watching what I'm eating, and that doesn't help me, Jeff. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it is it's so good. It is so good. It's like, I don't know, the popcorn's amazing. I know it's got a lot of butter because it's like so rich, but also has cocaine infused in the kernels, which it's got is super addicting. So it's got it. Yeah. Yep. And then um Real quick, getting to my next beer. This is uh, from Paddle Creek. It's called Lovely and Kind. It's from my boy, Kerr5150. would like to know what I'm drinking. So Lovely and Kind? What does it taste like? Flowers? It tastes like flowers. No, um, it's a dry hopped pale ale. It's really good. It's it's uh, smooth. It's not super heavy. It's 5.5% alcohol. It's good. It's nice, uh, chill beer. Genie would like it. You would hate it. So. Yes. Um, Edwin Crane says, thoughts on the Evertune Bridge? Um, I have never played one. Um, maybe there will be a time where I buy a guitar or own a guitar with an Evertune just for recording purposes. But every one of my guitars 
except for the micro uh, Paul Gilbert model that I bought for Ellie or that we, me and Jeannie bought for Ellie or Killian, whoever wants to play it. I have to have a floating bridge on there, whether a Floyd Rose or an Edge or a low pro Edge, the Ibanez guitars. That's just, that's my playing. It feels right to me. Um, and I just feel like it's an extra element, even if you don't use it. You know, you take the bar off, you can block them, you can do whatever you can do to, to not use it. But for me, um, I just, I love it. I love using them. You know? Why would you block it though? Um, I don't know. I mean, I know that, uh, for instance, Mike Balls, the other guitar player from Gizmachi, his blue Ibanez RG that he got in 05. Um, 05, yeah, 05. He blocked that one. You know? So. Because mm -hmm. I know back in the day, there wasn't as many, you know, nowadays, you, you know, any guitar company will have a certain line of guitars with finishes that has a, has a trim. And they'll have the same line of guitars, maybe with some different finishes that don't have a trim. Right. Back, you know, back 15 X years ago, there really wasn't that, you know, I guess uh, as many options. So if you wanted to, if you really, really like the guitar, you're like, all right, well, I don't use a trim. I'll just block it. So, yep. um, you know, and there's also the, uh, you can block it one way so it only dives like an Eddie Van Halen guitar, for instance, it's decked. So you can't pull back on the trim. You can only drop it, which, hey, Eddie Van Halen's been doing that since before 1978. So who's to argue that that's not a great thing, you know? Yep. Uh, so. <clears throat> that's our uh, Van Halen reference of the evening right there, guys. But the ever I, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent about Floyd's, but. The Evertune, um, I've heard mixed things about him. I know some guys swear, like you mentioned Trivium before. I know Matt Heafy, all his guitars now have Evertunes. We've had um, Johnny, are you there? We had uh, Matt uh, Blanch Blanchard? Matt? What? Sorry. He works for Evertune. Okay. And um, we had him on the show and he was talking about him. I apologize for not knowing his last name. I forgot. I'm an idiot. But, um, you know, I heard if they're set up properly, they're awesome. You know, because for instance, right, my guitar, it's probably, right, it's in tune, right? But if you do, if you're playing hard, which I like to sometimes, so that first bow, then it goes in, right? It's like bow. That doesn't happen with an Evertune bridge. Right. Um, it's every I mean, part of me feels like that kind of takes, and this is my opinion, right? And there's a lot of albums where you hear and the band's in there playing, and you'll hear a chord get struck, and you'll hear it slightly out with the first strum, but I feel like it adds energy to it. Right. Um, and sometimes you don't want that. Sometimes you want everything to be perfectly in tune. But it takes that away. So you can't, no matter how hard you hit those strings, that thing you know works off attention and, and, and pressure and all that stuff. So it really doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Edwin says, I heard you have to set them up to bend. A yeah. Well, you don't have to set them up to bend a string. But if they're set, them, if they're set up correctly, yeah, you can 
you can bend notes and it knows that you're bending the note as opposed to, you know, strumming it and having it go out of tune. Yeah. So um, I know like Andy James, um, who's a phenomenal player. He uses Evertune bridges, swears by them. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's all a matter of um, preference. And again, I like the, I like to be able to do that. Even if it's just effing around, you know, it just, it feels right to me. I've always been playing guitars like that. And right. some people don't like setting up Floyd Rose type bridges. I get it. But I feel like once you have it set up and you kind of, you know, not that I'm an expert on setting guitars up because I'm not, but once you kind of get the feel for, you know, how to set these things up with the, you know, the springs in the back and the tension and, you know, the, all that stuff, it's a balancing act basically. And once you, um, once you get a guitar set up properly, unless you really do something to screw it up, it's going to be fine. You know, when I change these strings, um, I'll put, I change one string at a time, tune up, do the next one, tune it up, do the next one. So by the time I get to the end, there's no problems with the, with the bridge being weird. You know, I know some people will just, they'll cut all the strings off on a Floyd Rose guitar and they'll like do that. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's a nightmare. Like just one string at a time. You don't have to worry about any BS you know, um, but it takes a little more TLC. So anyway, yep. sorry to go off on a rant, but Hey, we're talking guitars, right? So yeah. Send it to Laz for a setup. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. That's awesome. Um, Randy Price said, if you plan on down tuning and using heavier strings, you have to change the springs up with heavier gauges or won't work properly. Yeah, like I said, it's all a balancing act between the back and the and the and the strings. You know, the the springs and the strings. Mm -hmm. And Brian, I know that you you had that experience with your black and green universe, where you know the next on those early '90s and late '80s um, Ibanez guitars, they're so thin. You know, they don't have the reinforcements in them and and the extra stripe and the you know the, all that's just basically one piece of maple yep. with a truss rod in it. And I know that you tried putting super heavy gauge strings on that thing and tuning it down. And the neck was like a banana. It sucked. Yeah. The neck was a goddamn banana. And mm -hmm. no matter how tight you tried to make that truss rod, it didn't matter. Those, they, those, <laughs> those necks were not made for friggin', you know, 65 gauge, whatever the hell gauge strings you put on it. You know, they didn't Telephone want to Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that guitar can only be standard tuning. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, well, Randy Price has a mean about the spring set up on an Evertune. So I have no idea about setting up an Evertune. I've never tried one. Um, like I said, I would like to own one for recording purposes. But other than that, I, I, I'm going to stick with, um, you know, floating Floyd Rose-esque uh bridges for me yep cool 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 what are we doing we are going to start the top 10 jams of 2021 boner, <laughs> boner jams it's not actually songs we're gonna go over porn reviews you ready all right not. wrong channel guys wrong night the wrong night Say right channel, wrong night. <laughs> Very true. 
<laughs> After 11 p.m. Remember Skinamax? Skinamax would start at 11 p.m., right? Hell yeah, Red Shoe Diaries. Yes. Hell yeah, son. That's right. I remember mm-hmm. that. David Duchovny. My, <laughs> my idol. There was speaking that I'm going to go off on a tangent real quick. Do you remember back in, I don't know, the early nineties, let's just say like early to mid nineties mm-hmm. and they, the Skinamax movies, they would have all these weird B horror porn movies. Yeah. Right. So I would, yeah, I would invite my friends over and we would be downstairs and we would watch them and man, there was some, terrible acting but there was this one guy who was in like every movie and um he had like fat dude pock marks in his face he was like always a janitor always a bad guy like he didn't look like a good dude ever like in any movie oh i don't know i'd, have to, I'd have to go back into my um i'm gonna, I'm gonna send you, yeah. i have to go on my vhs collection in the attic and uh <laughs> <laughs> see remember those you'd set the uh the tape for the, the recording speed Remember you had SP, LP, and EP okay. for the recording speeds. SP was two hours, mm-hmm. LP was six hours, and EP was eight hours. So you could record eight hours of whether it's Headbangers Ball or Skinamax or whatever <laughs> the hell, or uh, Spice TV or whatever, all that stuff, man. <laughs> eight hours, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I remember... You know, back in uh, the day, I would always have my dad. I'd be like, hey, dad, the new corn video is coming. I need you to go downstairs and tape it for me. And he's just like, he had no idea what he was doing. Like, I would make my parents always record shit. It was awesome. Yeah. Minus the Skin and Mac stuff. Wait, wait. Edward, Edward, Edwin Crane says, I beg to differ. Um, he had an RG550, a 1990 RG550 with a wound G-string. But listen, you're talking about that, that low string on a, on a seven string universe you know what what gauge was that string that you tried to put on that thing initially yeah when you had the canoe yeah for a neck i think it was like a 59 or something like that or 60 it was i, th- I thought it was because normally I, I put a 56 on mine right. and it's standard two and it's fine right yeah i think it was it was a little heavier and i was it was tuned to a and um huh. Dave Nesdal set it up and he sent it back and like, I could have camped underneath that during a storm. <laughs> and he's like, that's not how it was when I sent it to you. And I'm like, no, I understand. But no, no, no crap. Right. But because when, when I, when, I, when it got sent down here and I set it up for you, um, I put 59 to 56 on there. Right. Tuned it standard. And it was, it was beautiful. It was yeah, fun. It feels great. I just think that's where it has to be. Like you can't play with it. It's, it's that's what it has to be because <laughs> the neck on mine is super thin as well my 91 universe and i i don't know if i'd ever want to put heavier strings on it you know but whatever you know if, if he ha- if you have one that you know you can that's that's fine but uh anyway whatever yeah cool all right um let's let's get to top 10 songs of the year so everyone in the chat if you have some songs that you really enjoyed this year, share, let us know. And um, yeah. All right. You ready, Jay? Yeah. What do you have for number 10? I, I know you don't have one. So, uh, but there's a title track off of Street Lethal from Crazy Licks. This title track, Street Lethal. Street Lethal. Okay. 
I have uh, number 10, Disruptor by Fear Factory. You listened oh, to that song. Okay. What'd okay. you think? I think the new album is a um, disappointment. That's why I wasn't on my top five. It might have been on my top 10 just, just out of default, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm a Fear Factory fan. But um, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, you know, we all know that Burton isn't in the band anymore. And I feel like when you listen to the, even though he was in the band, obviously, when they recorded the vocals, but they're not very inspiring. Like, I almost feel like he had already ca- uh, checked out when he recorded his vocals. It's just, you know. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I, what do you think of that song, Disruptor? You remember Is it that the first song, song they released? That was, yeah, that was one of their singles. I don't know. I, I just didn't feel like it was, you know, it's okay. New album's okay, but I just, I think it's one of their worst, uh, worst albums. Okay. Um, that song's a shit though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really like it. I think the, uh, the, the best part of the song is like in the middle, uh, there's a breakdown and it's uh, Dino at his finest. It's uh, real heavy. It's cool. It's just different. Oh, and dude, the riffing, know. the riffing is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of, I, I didn't love the album. It's okay. Like it, it's not like the, the best album, but uh, I don't know. Disruptor. Really factory still take it. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. So, so number 10 for me is <clears throat> Disruptor by Fear Factory. Um, number nine. I don't think you've ever listened to this band. Um, I've never, we've never discussed it. Uh, this song called Tangaroa. It's by Alien Weaponry. I, I listened to Alien Weaponry for about a minute <laughs> a couple years ago, and that was it. That was, that was as much as I could take. Wow. Do you remember any of it, minus that you didn't like it? I just remember that I don't like it. Okay. Anyone in the chat listen to Alien Weaponry? Are they familiar? And I, with I was that? bummed too. I was bummed out because I was like, "Hell yeah!" You know, I, I'm obsessed with aliens and UFOs and and all that stuff. So when I heard of a band called Alien Weaponry, I'm like, "Hell yeah!" And then I was like, <laughs> "Oh no!" I like weapons and I like <laughs> <laughs> I like aliens, so it must be good. Must be good if it's got aliens in it. Um, this song is really cool. I, I like it. Um, it came out a few months ago. Their new album came, I think, September, October. And um, it's cool. Uh, the the sing- There's only three people in the band. Singer, who plays guitar, bassist, and the drummer. And the, um, the, riff- the riffs that he writes is pretty cool. Um, they remind me a lot of Sepultura because they're from New Zealand and they're you know very tribal in regards to like New Zealand, uh, New Zealand heritage, and they speak. I'm not sure what language it is, but it's pretty cool. So they they'll sing in English, but also throw some stuff in um, their native language. So Maori, I believe it is. It's really cool. No idea. Um, but it definitely has like a Sepultura esque feel, and um, I don't know. I like it. I think it's pretty cool. I don't love all their stuff, but that song, I'm a big fan. So check it Can out. We go on to the next one. I have to pee. All right, cool. So yeah, number nine is Tango Roa by Alien Weaponry. So everyone in the chat, check it out. If you've heard it, let me know what you think. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, all right, number eight, Pushing the Tides by Macedon. So this song came out, 
I don't know, September, I think. Yeah, um, late August, early September. And I get a text from Mike Balls from Gizmachi. And he's like, new Macedon's out. Like, hell yeah. Pretty pumped for it. So I'm getting ready for work. And I'm like, all right. And I listen to all this stuff for the first time in the car. Because my speakers sound great. It's just pumping. I'm by myself. So uh, put it in. And that song kicks ass. It's heavy. Uh, vocals are great. Um, and it was a great intro to Hushed and Grim for the album. So uh, Pushing the Tides, Macedon, heavy-ass song. It's a, it's a banger. It's a banger. like it. So if you have not listened to Pushing the Tides by Macedon, I don't know what you're doing. Check it out. Check it out. Um, anyone in the chat, what you, what's your thoughts? In the um, chat. What's your thoughts on uh, Pushing the Tides? you like that song? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Very much so, actually. Song's real good. It's it's like when you when I was reading through the like the song titles for the new Mastodon record, I was like, man, maybe we should have come up with cooler song titles on the new Gizmachi record. <laughs> you know. But again, yeah. you know, we have I don't know what the hell we're doing. You let the music yeah. speak. <laughs> we let the music speak for whatever. Yeah, cool song titles on that album as well. Definitely. So uh, number seven is Culture War by 12 Foot Ninja. Definitely the best song off the new album. Uh, I've listened to the album a little more. I first heard it. I was not happy. Oh, yeah. I have. There's a bunch of, uh, for those watching, um, the band and I, well, oh, sorry, the band and Brian, the band and I, what an idiot. The band and Brian have a group text thread um, on our on our phones. And we send most of the time, especially me, Brian, and, and Balls, Mike, we send voice messages to each other, voice text instead of typing. Um, and I remember when the, when the new Ale, what is it? What again? The new 12 Foot Ninja record came out. You and Mike, obviously, who are fans, um, and even Jimmy, like you guys were pretty pissed, you know, with, with the entire record as opposed to, you know, obviously, like you said, a couple of good songs, but. Mm-hmm. you know all in all you know you were, you were you guys are pretty bummed yeah they're um so i've i've settled down <laughs> settled down i've settled down i've listened to the album a few other times i don't love it it's the worst of their three that they have out but there is some really good stuff on it um but there's just a few songs that are just bad and i just uh, like i've there's the track number three is called vengeance I'll never listen to that song ever again. It sucks. It's a really bad song. It's actually, and I said this before, it's the worst song that I've heard probably in the last five to 10 years from a band I really like. Like, I like 12 Foot Ninja a lot. That song sucks. <laughs> um, but there's some really good stuff on the album what, as well. Wait, wait, wait. What, what, um, on the track listing, like, what, what's the number of the track that that, that song is? Uh, three. Th- th- three? That yeah. soon? Yeah, it blows. That's soon in a, on a record, you can't have a stinker. Can't have a stinker track three. Yeah, I think the first two songs are really good. There were like songs that were released earlier. Yeah. Let me pull back up. Let me make sure I'm right. And then that song, hey, I'm like, all right, this is the first one I have, and it sucked. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is terrible. So, um, Max is singing Neil. Is it worse than dream, the new Dream Theater? Jesus or Jesus Repes, Repes me says. 
Um, I like the Dream Theater at all. <laughs> yeah, I listened to it a couple times, and I don't know. I, I just I, Dream Theater is not on either one of our lists. Um, and like I said, I'm a Dream Theater fan. Uh, Petrucci's new plugin on, on Neural DSP is phenomenal. I've been messing around with it the past few nights. It's great. Um, but the new album, I just feel it's they need a producer to come in there and and again, same thing what I'm talking about before. <clears throat> I think they're comfortable with what they're doing and a little too mm -hmm. comfortable. They need somebody to get in there and uh yeah, stir up the shit a little bit. So I want to clarify a little bit about um Dream Theater. I've never been a Dream Theater fan. There are songs that I like, there's parts, you know, Petrucci's amazing guitars. I'll never question their musicianship. They're really good. World-class. World-class world musicians. Yep. Yeah. And I don't think anyone can deny that. Nope. Um, they're just parts of the stuff that they do. I just don't like. It's just not for me. Yeah. That's and, fine. Like, I'll never crap on them as being like, oh, they, they're terrible. They're not. I just think this new album is boring to me. Like, you could put it on, have it in the background. It's it. Nothing really sticks out to me on it, except there's that one song I was talking about. I don't remember what it was, but... I listened to it a few times and I'm like, I'm good. I'll probably never listen to this again. So that's just me. That is just me. So anyway. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I saw this, uh, the um, singer of 12 foot ninja is leaving. So that sucks. <laughs> so I, I saw that about two weeks ago. And then also I saw a video of the drummer. His wife is dealing with cancer and, they need like $50,000. So they have a GoFundMe page. So it's sad. That's terrible. It is terrible. So, um, you know, hope everything goes well for her, but getting back to the songs, there's a, some really good songs and there's some really crappy songs off the new album, but culture war is a seventh track off of the new album. It is good. It's heavy. It's definitely the heaviest song on the album. And then right in the middle goes in this weird Mexican, salsa type of like mariachi breakdown and then it kicks back in and it's really hard so it's cool it's different and that's what 12 uh, 12 foot ninja does like they're just they're all over the place and it's a really cool song and that song there's a couple others that really kept that album from being like the crappiest album of the year so um yeah culture war 12 foot ninja that's my next song huh. you wouldn't like it jay no I have no interest in checking it out either. <laughs> so, um, all right. Getting to next on the list, number six is uh, Trivium. And there's two songs. I couldn't pick one, so I just put two because it's my list. I can do what I want. That's right. You can do whatever. One A, or what is it? Six? Six A and six B. Six A, six B. Yep. So Feast of Fire and Crisis of Revelation off of uh, In the Court of the Dragon. Those two songs are cool, heavy. Um, especially Crisis of Revelation has that ascendancy feel. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, check it out if you want to hear some heavy thrashiness. Those those two songs are right there. So, yeah. No, that's my number six. Now we're getting to the nitty gritty. The top five boner right. jams, jams, top ten jams of the year. Hell yeah! All right, number five from uh, Chevelle. Song is called Ghost and Razor. You, Jay, I think you would actually, and I know Jay really well. There's most things I like, I've known Jay for a long time. I don't even tell him anymore about music. So I know he didn't hear it. 
It's, it's true. But this, I think if you listen to the album from front back, just check it out. I think you would actually enjoy it. There's parts of it. There's I don't, I don't dislike there. Chevelle. I mean, when that first album came out, what was it called? The, um, Oh, um, well, they had that one song. Just, on just that thinking will do us in type of thing. I forgot. What was the red something? The red, red something. Well, that first, yeah, the one their single is the red. Yeah, I mean that made me go buy the CD. You know. Yeah, this type of thinking will do us in. I, I believe. I'm pretty sure, but yeah, yeah. like it was, it was good. Um, yeah. So. And they've had some over the years, some albums better than others, but they've always had some good stuff on every album. This is a really good album from front to back. So, back to the front. Anyway, yeah, it's it's good. Check it out. So, Ghost and Razor, really cool songs, pretty heavy, and the vocals are are awesome. Uh, definitely check it out. But she feels the the vocals are always really good. So, wait, yeah. right. Right? Anybody? I could do all did that all goddamn day. I don't know what that was. That was um on Metallica? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Sorry, you you sing a Metallica song and I gotta I gotta play. <laughs> I gotta do it. Uh, all, <laughs> so <go ahead. laughs> all Dave, All Night, um, the Alien Weaponry song is called Tango Roa. Check it out. And Jay, as I go next on my list, mute it. Put that song on real quick. Listen to the beginning. You'll be like, when you hear it, you're like, yeah, that's definitely a song that I would like. So, what, Alien, Alien Weaponry? Yeah, Tango Roa. You'll find it. Um, all right. Next, on the list of Boner Jams, top jams of 2021 jams. The jam Wait, what's of- Tangaroa? Yeah. Let's mute that. All right. So number four is from The Mighty Gojira. And I couldn't pick between these two songs. I like them both a lot. And they go into each other. The Chant and Sphinx. I love The Chant. I know some people might not like it. It's kind of slower. It's melodic. I don't care. The song's awesome and it's catchy. It's in your head all day when you listen to it. Um, I, I love it. And I think it's pretty cool that Gojira did a song like that. But then Sphinx comes in and kicks your ass. So definitely those two songs, The Chant, Sphinx, great songs. Yeah. All right, Jay, still listen to Tango Roa. So when he comes back, we'll see what he thinks. All right. Next on the list. So that was number four, Gojira, The Chant, Sphinx. Number three is from Mastodon, Savage Lands, and Peace and Tranquility. Those two songs are the shit. Hell yeah. Uh, New Mastodon, we talked about it. And this will be the last time I talk about it this year because this is the last show of the year. But though um, this album's amazing, Savage Lands is a banger. It's a ripper of a song. Um, if you have not listened to it, check it out. It's really good. And then Peace and Tranquility has probably the coolest guitar riff in a verse. It's it's awesome. It's that's such a really good song. It's very melodic, 
very Prague. Check it out. Peace and tranquility. Good stuff. Jay's hair is on point tonight, by the way. All right, he's coming back. I wasn't as bad as I thought. Um, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that the uh, drums were real. Mm-hmm. Whatever hi-hats the drummer uses are amazing hi-hats. Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I wasn't expecting the vocals like that either. Is that normal? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. What the hell was I hearing though when I checked them out a couple of years ago? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't know what you listen to, but I, I know I like them. I think they're pretty cool. That song is, I think, is real cool. But you could tell from the very beginning with that guitar riff, like that's right up my alley. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it was uh, tuned to A as well, right? I think they're C sharp. Is it C sharp? Mm-hmm. It's low, um, but it's not. It's not B because I tried to play it and then I was too low. Oh, I'll I using my seven string. So I, I think I think it's C sharp. So, all right. Um, so you missed it. Did you hear what um, my number four jam of twenty twenty one? Jay. Jay. Whoa! What? <laughs> That's all right. I didn't know. Button to hit first. Unmute or the pause. It's all good. All right. Um, I actually think it's uh, I think they're tuned to B. But go ahead. You think so? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So number four, I had is uh, Gojira, the Chant and Sphinx. I don't. I don't think you like the Chant. I think that was your least favorite song on the album. Yeah, I think so. And then uh, number three, I have uh, Macedon, Savage Lands, and Peace and Tranquility. Peace and Tranquility is the ninth song on the album. That has the coolest verse guitar riff like on the album. It's it's, it's really cool. It's different. And then um, yeah, so that's number 3. Hell yeah. Let me let me check let me check the uh, the comments here. And everyone's talking about Metallica. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, number 2 getting down if anyone knows me, if you can't tell what was coming up, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Number two, the Chapel Town Rag by the Almighty Slipknot. That song is cool, heavy, it's old school Slipknot type of feel. It's um, it's a barn burner. It's heavy throughout. the The end of the song, which you didn't listen to, is pretty cool. It's going to open up some pits. It's pretty heavy. And um, yeah, I love it. New Slipknot. I can't wait. Can't wait for New what? Slipknot. When's it coming out? Um, Corey Taylor just was interviewed. He's saying he has a couple songs he has to finish. So it'll start being mixed next month. So it'll probably be out like March, April. Hmm. Can't wait, cool. son. I cannot wait. So, yeah. All right. So that's number two. Number one. Number one, you guys know what number one is? Jay, do you have an idea what number one is going to be? Um, yes. I think it's going to be um, Omega Collide from Gizmachi. Wrong. It's not. <laughs> it's not that song, but it is from Gizmachi. 
So look what I've become. Really? Yeah. Wow. Look what I've become. It was, it's one of the coolest for me to be, you know, in the car. And then you hear an uh, introduction of your song coming on liquid metal. And it was played all the time. It was on the devil's dozen and peaked at what was number seven, right? Mm-hmm. Got up to number seven. That is so cool. Um, I was really happy to hear that. And I don't know, I would get so pumped. Like every time I come out, I'd take a picture and send it to you guys. And go, the song is on. And it was on all the time. It was like every four or five hours, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then being on the Devil's Dozen for about a month. And I don't know. It's just, it's not every day that you have a song being played and promoted and that song's a shit. It's a good song. So I have that song. Also, I'm going to put, pick one that I play on trick my soul. That, that song is awesome. I love that song, but also to be able to put a song on and I'm with my kids. And that's I'm me. Like, that's me. And I'm like, that's me. <laughs> that is like, I'll never be on an album and you know, I'll write stuff. I write stuff all the time. And, but to be on a song with you and Jimmy and um, to be involved in it is, I don't know. I, that's probably like the coolest part of my year. And just to be a part of that is awesome. And like, I get all emotional about it, but it's, it's like, it's one of my dreams to be a part of something like that and to be on it and listen to the part and, and know that that's you. No, that's me. That's man. That's cool. That is really cool. And last year I had uh Broken Ends, which I'm also on, but that was last year. So this year, (laughs) (laughs) but this year, but this year I tricked my soul. So look what I've become just because it was on liquid metal and it was played all over the radio and did so well. And um, and I'm just really proud of you guys and for what you did. So that's, that's why Gizmaji is number one for me. Well, thank you, man. And it's nice to hear you say what you just said. You're welcome. Um, and it's still strange to me that, uh, considering that that song, you know, I guess to our standards did really well. And then when it was time for the next single, it was like, who are you guys? You want, you, you want your song played on, on what, what, who are you again? It was very strange, man. Very strange experience. It's weird. I don't know if we should talk about it here or now. I don't really care. I mean, what what do we have to lose? They're not playing our shit anyway. It's just, it's odd to me that how well received that song was, right? Being on the Devil's Dozen, it it was on terrestrial radio, right? And we would get every week, right? We would get emails and we would see that Look What I Become was kicking everyone's ass. Like it was above um, like a lot of big bands that were coming out with some stuff at that time. So like Cannibal Corpse, like at one point, look what I've become was higher than Cannibal Corpse on like some of the terrestrial radio stuff. And I was like, Holy shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really cool. So I thought we had a lot of traction going into the next single and then silence. It was nothing. And it's not that, and we didn't even get negative feedback. There was just nothing. Yeah. It's not There's like, it's no not like, feedback. it's not like people were like, eh, I'm not really digging the song. It was literally no response at all. Yeah. It was crazy. 
it was it was really weird so and you know it's a great song i i really don't know i'm kind of curious maybe we went with the wrong song for the next single who knows it's possible maybe, yeah who knows maybe broken ends would have been better at that point i don't know but i think uh, look what i've become came out at the right time and did great and that's awesome so yeah I don't think anything. We have anything else to say about that? <laughs> no, <not> again. <laughs> yeah, so, it's weird um, because, like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't get too far into this. I might, yeah. I might drop some names that uh, I shouldn't. But um, yeah, it was really, really strange. Yeah, and and again, you know, the, the dudes from from Liquid Metal, like, you know, one of them, like him and I, or he and I, were messaging a little bit on instagram and it was just like <laughs> who are you <laughs> you want what what song yeah oh you guys well, have being, an album really well, i thought it was pretty cool so if you guys don't know like i was helping out the band to a degree on on some aspects but to be involved with some of the like the marketing and the promotion and then i'm getting emails with jose mangan talking about stuff it was pretty cool to like, oh yeah, we'll put this on. We'll start next week. It was awesome. It was really fun to be a part of. And then we're pushing this album, and Jose was gone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it's it's it is weird because yeah, I remember because he was he was doing like an Instagram live when when Look What I Become was was rolling, and he's like, hey Gizmachi's and hey Gizmachi, what's up? That new song with Bjorn, man. You guys are really killing it. Blah blah blah, and this was like on one of his live feeds on Instagram. You know, he's, mm -hmm. he was he was on. Yeah, and I was like, yes, hell yeah. And then within weeks, within weeks, just like I never heard of that band before. What, what are they? <laughs> what are they sending me? It's true. I wonder. And again, this is a, a topic for off the air, but I wonder if somebody, if we were blacklisted out of the blue. I don't know. It's possible, isn't it? It's possible, but. Again, it went, there was just nothing. Like, there wasn't like, screw Gizmachi, we hate them. Nothing. And again, you know, we, and we talked about it internally. Like, if somebody would have said, especially Liquid Metal, like, that's that was our main goal as far as getting any kind of airplay. was like, hey, if it gets on Liquid Metal, everything else is, uh, well, what's the word? Everything else is um, garnish? I don't know. what What's the term? How does it go? Anyway, if we were on liquid metal, everything was going to be cool. Um, and again, if, if they would have responded and said, not digging the single. But I, I could have swore that that I thought, never mind. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making stuff up in my head, which who knows. But I mean, I just felt like the, for anybody wondering, the next single was um, supposed to be. Um, what the hell's the name of the song? Turn to Turn to Dust. And in my opinion, has one of the strongest hooks, choruses on the record. Um, and that's part of the reason. And also I felt like it's it's kind of different. You know, it's got the melodic kind of um verses, you know, clean guitar and the verses, and it gets heavy as hell for the chorus, the pre-chorus and stuff. Um, if anybody's wondering. After the show's over, go check out the song Turn to Dust. 
And I mean, let us know what you think. <laughs> you know, let us know if, or let me know if, if you think that's a stupid ass song. <laughs> then again, a single is hard for a band like ours. Like, you know, a lot, most of the songs are friggin' six, seven, eight minutes long. Um, yeah. yeah, the rest of it's icing on the cake. <laughs> Thank you, Nelson. Garnish. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna. That's a new one. Everybody, people are gonna start using that. You watch, man. <laughs> the rest is just garnish. Um, but yeah, when like when it gets to the chorus in that song, I just felt like it was one of those. To me, when I remember when when Mike was uh, came up with that. Um, chorus and he and I kind of worked it out you know and did all the harmony stuff and layers I was like this chorus it's it's there it's it's got it whatever it is it's got it mm -hmm. so and again it's not one of the longer songs I think the song is uh 540 something long so it was you know I'm not a type of guy that likes to take a song and cut it to get it on the radio maybe that was it maybe they saw the time of it and said who, the hell, who do they think they are metallica we're not playing this shit it's almost six minutes long yeah you know, but. maybe because um look what i become was what like 340 350 yeah. or, or like right around four minutes basically and i think in essence for unless you're a huge band maybe the four minute mark is probably where you need to be who knows could be but but also we had a radio guy, and they would have told us that. <laughs> yeah, they would have said, "Hey, they they responded and said the song's too long. We get, we got to get an edit." And I'm like, "All right, I'll get up in Pro Tools and I'll give you an edit. I'll figure out what we're going to cut out." I kind of, I remember I, I was kind of going over it. About you didn't want to cut anything. No, I didn't want to cut the beginning because <laughs> the beginning goes, "Oh yeah, give it to me," and I didn't want to cut it. I'm like, why? You know what? That's one of the things that I felt, you know, especially, <laughs> especially in the heavy metal world, right? Everybody knows this. You got to be serious when you play heavy metal. It's like, I feel like, shit, man, you start a song with, oh, yeah, give it to me. It's like, hell yeah, man. You know? Yeah. Well, it was funny with Look What I've Become, and they would have this like big intro for it, and then you would have the, very yeah. beginning of that and i always found that pretty funny like they would build it up and you would hear that that's the first yeah. thing yeah fuck yeah oh fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's pretty amusing yeah no but, but anyway, anyway the um I, I guess another side note since we're talking about this so with yeah, the radio the guy curtain, folks the, the curtain is getting almost like uh what's his name from um wizard of oz you know yeah so with um, like I pushed personally um, this fifth song on the album Sky to Octane because it's not it's you know I, I think that song is catchy and I think that's like for a radio song I think that would probably be one of the best songs on the album but it's also it's not like super heavy so I didn't think it would be maybe we should have pushed that one to to Liquid Battle who knows who knows but. I was like, you know what? Maybe this might be better for Octane. So when we were promoting it, initially it was Sky to Octane and then Turn to Dust to Liquid Metal. And we would keep getting feedback from, well, not feedback, but our radio guy was like, yeah, I've been emailing um, Vinny at Liquid at um, Octane and he hasn't get back to me. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> 
But um, okay, because I, I thought you know I'm like all right, we have some traction. We'll uh, look what I've become. Oh, dude, if we would have been on if we would have been on Octane, I mean, you wouldn't be here right now. You'd be no. uh, you'd be on tour with Spirit Box and uh, a few other of those bands, you know. And uh, yeah, it'd be crazy. So but anyway, well, whatever. I'm still proud of it. You know, when I listen to it, I, uh, you know, again, like I mentioned before, you know, if you've anybody out there has put their heart and soul into something, whether it's, you know, being creative with music or art or anything, a business, you know, when you, no matter what it be, you know, the, what it becomes to the outside world, if you're proud of something that you've done, then that's, you know, that's a great feeling. Definitely. And you and you guys should be proud of it. Like it, it did great and it's such a good album. So Yeah, it's not like all of a sudden, you know, we put this out and I expected to all of a sudden be, you know, on guitar magazine covers and all that crap. It's just one of those things where I knew, you know, we were putting out something that we knew at least was great to ourselves and that we were proud of. And if everybody picks up on it, great. You know, it's just something we and again, you mentioned it earlier, how long it took us to get this thing out. Um, so there it yeah. is. So 2021, 10 years later after, what was it? Uh, was it 2012, right? It was supposed to be album of the year. Yeah, then- 2012. And I, I, I was joking. I did an interview months ago and they were like, so it, going through the Kickstarter, it says album 2012 is album of the year. I said, see, it was a typo. <laughs> It was. I was dyslexic when I typed that in. It was supposed to be 2021, <laughs> and you know, I thought it was pretty funny. But yeah, yeah, the album was well. Initially, if everything would have gone to gone to plan, uh, the album would have been out in either 07 or 08 if we didn't have any issues back back in the day, you know. Yeah. So, but again, that's a long time ago now. And the album is better because it didn't come out then. That's what I tell people as well. It was supposed to be out nine years ago. Well, if it was out nine years ago, it wouldn't it wouldn't be as good as it is now? So, true. Yep. Johnny is here, so if we need him to pop in to, you know, you have anything else you want to you want to go over, discuss, bitch about, complain uh, about? Robot Master Switch is uh, just arrived. And uh, real quick, we'll uh, tell him your top five albums of the year. Just go give him a, a quick rundown, if I may. Because yeah. you can always go back and watch the show. So my my top five. Number five, Omega Collide by Gizmachi. Number four, Fortitude by Gojira. Number three, Street Lethal by Crazy Licks. Uh, number two, Hushed and Grim by Mastodon. And number one, my number one album of 2021, is a re-release. It's the Black Album by Metallica. Brian? Cheating. <laughs> Cheating. Um, so number five I had was uh, Narachias by Chevelle. Uh, number four is In the Court of the Dragon by Trivium. Three, Fortitude by Gojira. And number two is Hushed and Grim by the Mighty Mastodon. Number one is Omega Collide from Gizmachi. Hell yeah. Yeah. That is the top albums of the year. Guys in the chat, 
keep uh, hitting us up with some of the songs of the year that you enjoyed and the albums. And uh, I guess lastly, what are you looking forward to in 2022? Um, getting a vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> um, what am I looking forward to in 2022? I know there's a band that I like that's coming out with an oh, there's another hard rock Swedish band that I like um, that's coming out with a new album, Heat H E A T. Um, who else? There's somebody else that's coming out with a new album. I was thinking about it earlier, and now I can't remember who the hell it is. You'll have to tune in next month. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, um, well, for me, obviously, Slipknot. There you go. At the, probably right now, a year from now, when we have our countdown of 2022. That'll be on there. That's going to be number one. It's it's already number one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even out yet. Unless it's like the biggest load of crap we've ever heard, it's it's probably be number one. And from the Chapel Town rag and what Corey Taylor's discussed about it and Jim Root and some other people in the band and how – pretty heavy this album's going to be um i'm really excited for it so hell yeah um that i think in february corn drops a new album i'm curious okay. I'm, I'm always down to hear some new corn hopefully it's really good you know oh yeah the false flag album that comes out how about that damn right false flag when is that coming out bud <clears throat> yeah we got to get that uh if you're here like hop in real fast we'll ask you real quick we got to go, man. It's 11.07. Where you have to go. I have to go. Yeah, that's what I thought. Look at me. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> Look at me. I just got to go. Now, uh, yeah, False Flag, let us know when uh, you're looking to release the album. How about this, False Flag? Put it put it in the chat when the album's coming out. And if you have any... Um, can we just look up? Because I know if you post a link, it's not going to go through. But um, if we can look on like any social media for any of the music or how to follow False Flag, any of that stuff. Um, oh, look at that. Hell yeah. Uh, Jesus Repays Me. Uh, Everywhere. Not album so far. Um, it is... Volume three, Subliminal Verses. That's my favorite Slipknot album. Mine too. Yeah. But Iowa is one of my favorite metal albums of all time. But Volume three, I think, is the most well-rounded album of theirs. So Yeah. Cool, False Flag. Pumped to hear it. Um, yeah. If you want, you can send Jay and, and I some, um, like maybe a, a song so we can hear it and talk about it. You sent me something a few months ago, but yeah, I like I like to hear albums. I mean, obviously, if something's a single, something's a single. But I like uh, what call it? I like listening to albums front to back. You know, front to back, like you wipe. <laughs> uh, Randy Price wants to know what seven string you are putting the Lundgren pickups in. You never um, sent them the pics, you ass. Yeah, no, I'm slipping in my old age. Sorry, Randy Price. Um, I, I actually brought the guitars in yesterday. I brought in, um, my 
Jim Root Tully. I'm going to have that tuned to C, drop C. Um, so I'm getting a setup on that. And while I'm doing that, I brought my, um, I have a seven string Ibanez. Um, I'll send you a picture of it. I forgot to send it to you. Um, but I'm putting the Lundgrens, the Dolph Lundgrens in those. Um, just because the pickups in there are terrible right now. It's um, the low end sounds like dookie. And I'm really disappointed. Which ones were they? Were are they are they the PAF sevens or were they the uh <clears throat> were they or were they the Fishmans? Um no. No, it, was, it then is a PFA sevens. No, it was either was it the PAF sevens or was it the uh oh crap. I don't know, it sucks. It's stock, it's garbage. It's yeah. um the uh, B and the E string just sounds crappy. Um, the high end sounds fine and the, the mid sound pretty good, but the low ends for a seven string, like, come on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm pumped to put the Dolph Lundgren's in those and get it back and I'll be playing like, uh, Mashuga. Yeah. What if the new Mashuga album's coming out next year? Uh, I think they are. I, I just don't know when. Hope it's better than the last one. <laughs> anthrax i think is coming out with a new album this year i think actually it's 2023 now oh my god really yeah jesus christ megadeth's coming out a new album that's right megadeth's coming out with a new album i think uh josh wilbur um maybe i don't know i don't know hopefully um Lamb of God is going to be working on some stuff. See, um, I don't know. We will see, but hopefully, uh, 2020 year, 2022 will be a great year, just like this year in regards to music. So that's it. That's it. Anything else you have for the, for the chat? No, hopefully I'll have a new guitar day on Friday for Friday night. So wait, Johnny, are we doing, the normal show, or are we just doing the late show on Friday? I don't know if I want to come on at eight till ten and then come back on at eleven thirty. Yeah, Friday. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Fr- fr- Friday, we're just doing uh, uh, eight thirty, uh, eleven thirty Eastern. Okay. Yeah, we're so we're just doing eleven thirty to three thirty Eastern. So so we'll do New Year's for you know. You want to, you want to start at eleven? Yeah, sure. 11. That's cool. Yeah, let's start at 11. Okay. Okay. And really quickly, False Flag is, is uh, he's actually sitting here right next to me. Oh. Here. There you go. The ventriloquist, um, Johnny. Hey, guys. What's up, man? How are you? Can they, I can't hear them. No. <laughs> There's a delay. They can hear you. Oh, anyway, look. Oh, cool. Uh, guys, uh, the album's out in February through an Australian label, and I'll, if, if Jay wants to give me his details, I can send him a copy. Yeah, I'll send you a CD. Ooh. Nice. I don't have a CD player. He doesn't have a CD player. All right. You don't have a CD player. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I actually don't. I'll, either. I'll, 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 me, me neither, but I can send you the vinyl if you're not, not making vinyl, but um, yeah. Uh, I'll uh, organize something. And, um, yeah. 
Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Anyway, well, I can't wait, boss, can't wait to hear happy it. Happy New Year, and um, I'm going to be celebrating the uh, before you guys. So Yeah, you know, that's right. I'll be able to catch your show um, in two days. Awesome. Awesome, man. Cool. Awesome, awesome. Anyway, yeah. And, 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 yeah. and anyway, uh, Johnny, uh, your your ventriloquism is uh, improving a lot. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Looking forward to hearing the new album. Right. Yeah. All right. Forward See to you, it. Man. Happy All New right. Year, False Flag. Bye bye. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Happy New Year. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe he should send me a CD or Johnny a CD. That way we can actually show, you know, like the physical. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually like a tangible thing. Like, Hey, check it out. You know, mm -hmm. you really need a pair. You really need glasses to read. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, Look at that. Like it won't even focus on it because it's the the writing is so small. <laughs> Remember when I mentioned that Brian and and balls? Well, then again, it's got that it's got that filter, so it it's probably blurring it out on purpose. Oh yeah, yeah, that does that. But I remember um, you guys fighting all the time. Yeah, and I remember like, <laughs> dude, like, like look at this. You can't hold on a second. Let me let me show you a page. Like. Wait, which one is it? Like the words are so small. Look at that. Jay had to bust out his readers for those. I I do. Where are they? Are they here? I got my my bootleg dollar readers. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, balls like what? I remember I remember getting pissed too. I was like, you know what? F it. No one's gonna be looking at the goddamn thing anyway. So anyway, there we go. Now I can't see. My eyes are failing me in my old age. It happens. 2020 vision until I was, what, 43 years old? 42 years old? Yep. And now I can't see shit. All right. Everyone, <laughs> we will see you on Friday. You going to join us for the uh, New Year's Eve jam? Me? No, the other guy sitting here. Johnny? No, the other guy sitting here. That I guy. might be here. The guy, the guy behind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll make an appearance. That'd be good. Okay. Thanks for the um, awesome. John, John, you take it. This is your 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 channel. You do it. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Thank you, channel members. Thank you so much for uh, supporting the channel, supporting these shows. And again, join us uh, this Friday. For the, uh, I don't know how many we've done. We've done several, at least. Uh, this might be like the fifth year or something, actually. Fifth anal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're all on, they're all on the channel here, but uh, yeah, New Year's, New Year's show. I think we called it uh, Johnny Beans Rockin' New Year's or something. Uh, Eleven Eastern this Friday. So that's eight o'clock uh, specific. Specific. Uh, specific. Yeah. So like about about like right now, actually.
in two days. Was that 48 hours? Yeah. Yeah. So in exactly 48 hours, join us for, for uh, rocking in uh, 2022. And uh, uh, as always, uh, if you want to want to keep the party going, uh, I'll be uh, live on Twitch doing some Grand Theft Auto in about 30 minutes with uh, Symmetry. Are you going to be there, man? We've got a crew that we're working up, some uh, Symmetry and Robot Master Switch. We've got a guy from, uh, I think he's from Sweden as well in there. And oh, hell yeah. Does he like soil work? I don't know. Are we'll ask him. I'll, I'll ask him. I'll ask him. Cool dude. We've got a lot I, of cool, cool dudes in there. So, Johnny, real quick, if you're playing the Grand Theft Auto and you're organizing, like, it's Grand Theft. Are you guys, like, um, just organizing like, w- crime? <laughs> We're criminals. <laughs> criminals. And then you uh, work on your... Uh, you're healing in cars, right? With uh, women of the night? Uh, off stream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the there you are, man. There you in are. In the man. alleyway. Oh, it, the game is, is it, it's, it, uh, Robot Master Switch sent, sent me an article today saying that uh, Grand Theft Auto is, is the number one watched game on, on Twitch. And the game is over eight years old. Really? Even so over Fortnite? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Just under Amaranth. Just, you got to get a, um, <laughs> a an inflatable pool and put baby oil in it and play games and from there. That's what you got to do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Symmetric, get ready. We got to do that. You'll have people tuning in, man. You get a nice uh, inflatable pool in your in your living room there. Take pics. Yep. Yeah. It'll inflate, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. we, have a gr- we have a great time. We, we actually have an amazing time over there. We're trying to tell everybody how much fun it is. It's just, just tune in. Tune in. Check it out. It's a lot. See, Symmetry. There you are, man. He's saying, look at that. A lot of fun with a crew of friends. That's, that's what it is. And I know it's a bit late for a lot of our, our East Coast friends, you know going live at one in the morning or, or whatever it is. Uh, so, so we are, we are looking to, uh, we are looking to, to do something earlier, uh, nightly over on Twitch. And we're, we're looking to do possibly a Wednesday here on, on YouTube. A Wednesday. Like, like the days that, that you guys aren't here. Uh, we would take that slot. Uh, you know, those, those three <laughs> other weeks or, or whatever and, and do. Yeah. Uh, but then people, People be pissed on our Wednesday, like, well, I thought you guys were gaming. What's this shit? Yeah, that, they might be. I don't I don't know. We're trying to figure that out. We're trying to figure it out because it's it it actually it, it is a lot of fun. And uh we only have two people watching us when we you know when we do this stuff and you and- just just check it out. My haters. Yeah. They're like, get him, get him, <laughs> get Johnny. Master yeah. haters. <laughs> sure. All right. We ready right. to rock and roll, get out of here. I right, see everyone on uh Friday. And if you don't tune in, happy new year. Thank you for all the support. And we'll uh we'll see you next year. Next uh what would it be? Um it's the last Wednesday in January. Let's see. Last Wednesday in January is the 26th. 
There you go. January oh. 26th. Oh, Edward Van Halen birthday. Oh, wow. Edward Van Halen birthday tribute on the next metal show. I'll be in for that. <laughs> that's the uh, January 26th, 1986. Is, isn't that the day the Bears uh, won the Super Bowl? 46 to 10. Yep. Over uh, the Pats. Yep. Awesome. That's not happening this year, though. Oh, God, no. All right. Let's roll. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.